This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris, Craig, Scott, Brad and Mark. Leicester Till I Die, now available on Spotify. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! There we go, it was all going so well again for a minute there. It almost looked professional. Good evening, it's Tuesday, it's 7.30. Hello fellow Fox fans, how are we doing? Um, It's Tuesday night, it's the preview show and that means we've got a match coming up at the weekend. Ah, It's a little matter of this. So, how are we feeling? It's another nearly bottom of the table uh, game for us. Brighton, 4th versus 16th. We got back to winning ways last weekend, but my God, it was by the skin of the teeth, wasn't it? Absolutely 
I love the performance, but you know, <laughs> that man Vardy got us out of jail. Anyway, um, you are watching. Uh, you are watching Let's Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Leicester Till I Die. Now available on Spotify. We are. We're available everywhere. And uh, if you are watching live, you've got a choice. You can join, watch us on YouTube, uh, Leicester Till I Die TV. If you are doing, please give that little subscribe button a click and uh, join us. And um, also, obviously, the notification bell as well. Uh, we're on Periscope, Twitter, which is at Leicester TID, and Facebook, which is obviously uh, the... Leicester Till I Die group. And if you are on that, then please, please just click the uh, StreamYard link and it will bring your name up. It just makes it a bit easier for us. And a welcome and good evening to those of you that are joining us later on uh, on Catch Up, uh, who, who might be listening to us on a podcast rather than watching us. And I don't blame you for that at all. There you see us, Leicester Till I Die, on Google, on Apple iTunes, on Spotify and on Anchor. But it is Tuesday, as I have said. And uh, it is the preview show, and that can only mean one thing. It's Chat Chum Craig, uh, who's going to be joining us tonight, and we'll bring him in and say good evening, Craig. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. How are you, sir? Happier? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it was, um, it was a tough watch, wasn't it? And... Um, I think, but we got the result at the end. I think every time um, there's a corner or set piece, uh, I'm not sure whether uh, uh, it's our back, uh, our back four, back five, or or everyone watching whose legs turn to jelly. But um, I think we all do at the minute. We we just uh, we, we need to get that sorted. But anyway, we we got the win. We're uh, yes. we're top four, and uh, we're still, you know, hopefully on Thursday night we'll get a big win in Europe. Europe and uh, everything in the garden is is rosy as long as you only look at the results. Exactly, and and, and and like you say, that one sort of you know three minutes of injury time can make you know your whole weekend feel a hell of a lot better. The funny thing was though, it was an absolutely better performance and we're going to talk about individual performances later when we go on who might be starting uh, this weekend. But um, you know, we, we played really, really well. You know, I mean, bar mm. the bar, you know, the, the, the post, we, we could have, you know, been have won that three or four uh, one, but um, it wasn't to be. But it, yeah, uh, I think I think um, I think it was definitely a, definitely an improvement. You know, some people stepped yeah. up, took their opportunities. I think we do have to take into consideration who we were playing. Who, you know, I think they've lost a little bit of an edge. Sheffield United, you know, they were they, they were fresh faced last year. They had all uh, everything was going for them from the off, really. So they, they sort of had that wave of of enthusiasm that carried them through. The fans were there behind them, and I think because they've had such a tough start, no fans to sort of get behind them and uh, and carry them a little bit. I think they're finding it tougher. But you can only beat what was in front of you. Uh, we made it difficult at times, but we did get the job done. 
Sheffield United, you know, I was talking to the, the fans from Sheffield United and they sound very much sort of like us. And I think we probably are, are actually, and I think I don't know if it's yourself that mentioned particularly Madison, you know, without the crowd, it's, it, you know, it, yeah. it, it's not the same. You know, I think we, I think certain teams do miss the crowd and I think they're one of them. We're one of them. It's all about the second season, staying up that first season. Like you say, you're fresh, you come up and uh, people don't really know you. The second mm. season can be a lot harder. It wasn't for us, of course, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, some some teams do really well. You know, others, um, as you say, like ourselves, you know, go on and uh, and surprise everyone uh, around the world. But uh, it is it's tougher. It's tougher because, as I say, every every team gets better every season. There's mm -hmm. more money sloshing around. It's whether you are you you've either got one the the, the manager and an ethos of the way you play that can attract players or players actually want to come to you because of the stature of the club. Unfortunately, I don't think yeah. Sheffield fit into either of those at the minute. Um, so they probably struggle a little bit more there than others uh, to get in quality. And, in, you know, in this day and age, you do have to balance the books as well. You can't sort of speculate too much uh, in case you do go back down. And then, you know, we've, we've seen yeah. it, it can be a long run road back for for some clubs <coughs> derby yeah. um well, so <laughs> i nearly missed that then I, yeah. I nearly missed that can i just say that if i start to sort of go like that it's because i've got a new chair a new bar stool that i'm sat on and it's uh, a little bit looser than i thought it was i could be doing my strictly dancing later but the, the I big question i thought you were going all zoolander on us chris and trying different poses <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just, just this, this, and this is coke. I'm not, I'm not drunk. You know, before you say anything. Big question yeah. of the weekend, of the week, though, and, and you know, the most important question is: Do you have Amazon? Because the game is live at seven fifteen on Sunday. I hate these seven fifteen Sunday kick, Sunday night kickoffs. I always miss Antiques Roadshow, but it's on Amazon <laughs> Prime. Uh, well, I don't know. I've actually just. Because with, with that one, and, and I think the Wednesday game against Everton is also on Amazon Prime, and I'd got an invitation, I don't know if anybody else has, for um, a month's free trial. Oh, right. Okay, well, that's worth picking it up just for that, seeing as you get our two games. Although, exactly. you know, looking at, our back, looking at our back four in recent weeks, Chris, I think Antiques Roadshow fits pretty well. So, you know, you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> this is very true. As long as it's not one man and his dog, I'll, uh, I'll be okay. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember because last year, obviously, um, all the Boxing Day matches, every single one, I think, was on Amazon, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, a lot right. of people took up the free one-month trial. So that that might happen again. So if anybody out there hasn't got Amazon and they're thinking of having a one-month trial with Amazon Prime, now is the time to do it. But uh, let's get back. As I, it is Brighton and Hove Albion on Saturday. Uh, it's home for us, so it's no fans. Um and looking at our record, we've played them 35 times since um, we, uh, we, we, well, since we've both been going. Um, 15 wins for us, seven draws and 13 losses. So it's actually quite, uh, quite close. You know what? I was, I was shocked when I, I was looking back and, and doing a bit of research, mm. um, which mm. obviously shows every week um the uh the fact that we, <laughs> the mm. fact that we 
only played them in the league for the first time in 1978, which was was astonishing to me. You know, Mm. that's that's well within my lifetime. Um, Usually, you have to go back. You know, we we played them in the 20s or 30s, but yeah, yeah, 1978, the first time we met in the league. So, you know, that that number of league games there, 35, is is pretty low, really. So, um, it is one of the uh, lowest. I think it's the lowest I've, I've come across. But I think I think if mm. if you look back on our history, um, we you know we we started out quite quite a while ago when there was only probably two divisions, and as it expanded, obviously up mm. until the um, Ian Holloway, <laughs> my turn to cough, uh, year <laughs> we we hadn't been out the uh, top two divisions, and I think something yeah. like Brighton hadn't been in the top two, so I think that's um, that that that's the 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 case there. Um, yeah. Looking back at last season. Um, we got a 2 0 win over them in November. Uh, don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that game. I, I struggle these days to remember what I have for breakfast. Uh, June, <laughs> and I think that just falls into the post, um, post COVID law that we had, you know, and we said to fall off. We, we, we got we got a nil nil. It was probably one of our better results, to be honest, after the uh, <laughs> after we came back. It yeah. probably was. It it's probably bad. was. You know. Um, go, just, I'm just going to bring this, Brad. I know Brad's made a point earlier, and we will come back to that later, Brad. But Robbie Gamble here. Uh, people criticise Madden's corners. But how many did we create uh, from when he was injured for six or seven games? We don't score from corners, but we regularly concede for them. I think we actually hold the record for both in the Premier League this season. Uh, as well as Mendy has filled in, that's why I would prefer Indeedy offers more aerial, both in attack and defence. Robbie Gamble, good evening, Robbie. Thanks for joining us. I think I don't know about. I mean, as you say, we're of a similar age here. We, we we've sort of established that over the last few weeks. But I can remember. I think it was under Martin O'Neill. We were the set piece kings. Yeah, I mean, we always had. Uh, had big players and we you know Walshy, Taggart, uh, Matt Elliott, you know, we, we had a presence and and I think that's it. Even even if you're not tall, you can have a presence and we lack any kind of presence, any kind of physicality. I mean we we've heard how much uh Fafana's got a great leap on him, but it doesn't matter if you're not in contact. You know, we um we, we we've we've gone down this zonal marking route um, but if you if you zonal mark, if you zonal mark, you have to attack the ball as if you're an attacker. You know, mm. you can't wait for it to come into your zone and then deal with it because players have got a run on you. You you have to do that. You have to attack the ball as if you're attacking at an at a opposition corner. And you know, I, I noticed it last night. I think it was Brighton. So it'll be interesting if they do it against us. They zonal marked, but they zonal marked in two banks of four. So they had four in front of the keeper, then there was a gap, and then they had another four who were trying to block. So they, they had blockers to try and stop people getting onto the real back four. So that was an interesting uh, interesting thing. However, you know, Vestergaard at six foot seven or whatever managed to find, uh, find a space and score past them. But it's a problem, and I do wonder, I do wonder what, what Carlo Torre brings to this team. Uh, I've got to say that, because... My understanding is he's there as a defensive coordinator. So, you know, at some point we, we've we've got to get a grip with yeah. being able to defend. Now, if one thing isn't working, you usually try something else. But it just seems that we're quite happy to just 
make the same mistakes over and over, which, you know, in any walk of life, you know, it's just foolish to keep repeating the same mistakes. Do, do, do we lack a leader in, in that defence? I mean, we, we, we can't, we're not playing a back four at the moment, probably because we haven't got four fit defenders that can play 90 minutes. But, you know, we haven't, like you say, we haven't got a Walsh, we haven't got a Taggart. We've got some very gifted players, but none of them are of that ilk, are they? I had, a, I, had a conf- I had a conversation at work today and I think we lack leaders all over the pitch. Um, I don't think anybody points a finger at anymore. Um, we, we uh, you know, Schmeichel is very vocal, but he's vocal across the board, shall we say. He's, he's, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't pick someone out and sort of give them a good old mouthful like these, like Jerry Taggart do. We, we, we've talked yeah. about that before when... You know, he, he gave uh, he, he coughed uh, Robbie Savage around the ear during a game. But you look through the whole team, we haven't got anybody who will take another player by the scruff of the neck and actually, yeah. you know, tell them to get in and get get tight to people. We we lack leadership, and that means that when we're up against a team such as a Liverpool, uh, other teams who are aggressive, you know, we're found wanting, and we need to find yeah. a solution to that. Well, we're just going to um, have a look at some chats, but uh, we'll just have a, a, a two seconds and we're just going to have a little very, very quick break and then we'll come back and have a look at, uh, at some of the comments that are coming in. You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris, Craig, Scott, Brad and Mark. Yeah, and um, Andy said here, why no defense? We don't have defenders on the post nowadays. Oh. It, oh, that's it, a real bugbear yeah. of mine. I, yeah. I don't know when that's being a thing. You know, it always used to be. And if you look, I'm sure someone somewhere has probably done some research. Uh, may, maybe, Andy, you need a new hobby in the new year, and that can be yours. But to look at how many goals actually go in within two feet of the post, whether it's from yeah. corners or, or free kicks, there must be so many. And and, yeah. and even, you know, the goal we conceded... Um, uh, the other night uh, against Sheffield United was near the post and uh, Albright was there, but I, I don't know what, what he was doing, whether he was... I think he, I think he went uh, through his legs, legs, didn't it? I, th- I think he went down. Yeah, he, he went just through his legs. Yeah. away. And it's that thing again about losing concentration. You know, mm. you know, you're taught as a kid, even, even us, Chris, we can remember being yeah. kids, I think. Uh, <laughs> and, about. Yeah, and, and one of the first things was you don't ball watch. You know, mm. constantly be looking around what's going on around you, where your man is. And this day, this day and age, levels of concentration seem to go. And whether that is um, as a result of no fans as well, you know, because you haven't got fans on your back. You, know, you haven't got fans shouting when somebody might be behind a player or whatever. I, I don't know, but there does seem to be a lack of concentration and a, and, yeah. uh, and a lack of um, aggression in our team at the minute. Yeah, uh, Brad said here. I did bring this up before, but uh, yeah. hello, Brad. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Fafana might have a leap, but he can't head on target for love and money. Uh, he missed the one very madly, but at the end of the day, I mean, he's, he's, he's not bothered in his position about heading on target. He just wants to head it out out the box area. Uh, somebody here has just said, "Don't know who it is." Facebook user again. Stick your name at the end or click on the link. Uh, we're stronger with four at the back. So Yonchu is a big miss. Um, a few players, I think, are a big miss there. We lack height as a squad. 
we probably do. I, I want to sort of argue on that. And your mother's typed in here. Spot on, Craig. <laughs> Great assessment. Oh, no, it's Thanks. probably savage for your mother. <laughs> I think Danny's back <laughs> to start every game. Yeah, he's, he's having some good games, and I think there's a, there's an argument for sort of have, have, having him in there. But I, I'm going to go back to, to, to these corners and, and free kicks and not getting it past the first man, and that is such a bugbear that... If we, you know, it, it's the simplest thing, and don't. I mean, I was never good at corners, and I never took them. But why is it? You know, if Madison is that bad at it, why isn't somebody look? Why isn't somebody there in the club going like, "Oh, it's not working with Madders." You know, we need to get somebody in because I, you know, he, when he when he first came here, and maybe he's starting to believe his own hype, or maybe he's just off form. You know, his free kicks were, were amazing. You know, uh, I, I remember, like I said, mentioned the other week, that one against Southampton in the 9-0. I knew where he was going to go with it, and he put it in the in, in the hole. We need to do something with that, don't we? It, oh, definitely. And again, whether it's, um, whether it's a, a symptom, again, of us not being tough enough as a group to, to sort of say, you know, get off the corner. You know, has anybody mm. on that pitch got the, the bottle to tell Madison, oi, you know, you, you know very well that in, in teams of old, not just ours, let's say if uh, even, let's go back to one of the, the, the best teams uh, of, of, you know, fairly recent years in Man United when they had that great team. If mm. Ryan Giggs was putting in half a dozen corners didn't get past the first man you know damn well that Roy Keane would have been on him and and yeah. got him off those corners we haven't got those characters yet in the team at the minute now for whatever reason we don't seem to have the characters on the uh, on the sideline maybe maybe Brendan standing there writing in his notebook really must take Madison off corners I don't know so it's not happening I told you, it's, a, and, it's a coloring book it's not a notebook it's a coloring uh, book Sorry, just to go back on, on your point oh. there, Craig, is, you know, you said, has anybody got the bottle to tell Madders to stop taking them? Surely either Torre or um, Rogers, they should have the bottle to do it. They should be telling or get him down, get him back after the end of training, half an hour practicing them. See, we don't know. We don't. Maybe, maybe Madders is a sulker. I don't know, and and he'll, he'll go into a shell. But you know, these are modern footballers who, who should have a bit of backbone uh, and should know themselves if it's not working. What I was going to go on to say is, from a defender's point of view, you love it if you know that it's the same person taking the same corner every time. You you know what's coming. If he gets a good one, it doesn't matter because we're we're in a shape. I've yeah. always wondered. Why you don't have two, three, four different players to take corners? An in-swinger, an out-swinger. You know, mix it up a bit. You, you want defenders to be unsure as to what kind of delivery is coming. At the minute, everyone is an out-swinger. And if we're lucky, it gets past the first defender. And shouldn't we have a different player taking corners on the left to taking them on the right? Exactly. You know. Exactly. But, you know, and you mix it up. Up. You know, yeah. Madders can take an, uh, an in-swinger from, from the left-hand side. Someone else will take an out-swinger. Just yeah. mix it up. But as I say, I, I I'll always... come back to it. I, I, I mentioned something last week. I don't know whether it's um, connected with the fact that we have very little time on the practice field at the minute, on, on the training ground. 
we're, we're traveling uh, in Europe every week. We have a game at the weekend. Now, it may be that set pieces, you know, are not are, are the thing that's been that had to be cut that we're not working okay. on. I'm sure in previous seasons we've had some quite clever free kick routine, uh, corner in routines. In reply to that, so of Tottenham, so of Man United. And I don't, I don't particularly know if their corners are particularly bad. It's obviously not doing Tottenham any harm, you know. It, it's, it's, it's an, you know, if if the manager has got the balls and we haven't got enough time in in the normal training day, and we know they don't go in and train nine till five, they don't do, you know, a day like we do, then they should be, you know, back, you know, Beckham. Alan, he used to practice all, all, all the time. I mean, somebody's just said here. Um, Ferguson would have pulled him off. Uh, well, very nice. He demanded from his players. Has Rogers got to demand more? Yes, I think he has. Um, Andy Meadows gets Steve Cuppy down on the training ground. Well, we all know we all know what he could do with his is his left boot, and it was very very sweet. Um, Brad Perkins, and I hope I'm going to read this right. Bring back Big Waza, and just. Let him stare at the players and mess up. <laughs> they were the lead then. Just get him back now and get him cage fighting with a few of them. That would be the, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, if you, if you don't get that corner in, you're going to be in the cage with Big Wazza, you know. <laughs> but, you know, with a corner, I mean, if you can get it in that box and it gets into, the, into that thing, when we do manage it, the goalkeeper comes and gets it. But if it's not, say, at least let's get it past that first man. No, I think it's a fair point that you made, Chris, about uh, you know other teams not uh, being affected by the the travel and lack of training ground. I, I mean, at the end of it, we're not asking for more than missing the first man. You know, we're not necessarily asking for anything sort of clever. But I, I think I wonder whether part of it is the fact that we don't have any commanding presence there. There's not really someone to hit, and he's almost just trying to put a ball in a box and therefore his concentration slipped. I know I'm being, I'm almost being kind here and giving him excuses. I'm sure he doesn't need any, but at some point, either he's got to improve it or someone else has to take him off, uh, off the corners yeah. and uh, take control. I mean, the 94th minute and broken goalpost was, did paper over the cracks of the fact that we were unlucky. We hit the we hit the post, but that's that's not the point. You know, we were fourth. They were bottom. You can have all the possession. We we won the league with the you know having the letterless possession. I think of the of the twenty teams in that division. You know, if we, we we're just not you know getting that that killer instinct. And these things do need to be be practiced on. It'd be interesting to see because obviously this week is the last Europa game for a, uh, a month or so. So it'll be interesting to see sort of if that, uh, if that uh, changes. Mm. Um, why does Rogers want a small squad when, squad when he doesn't have all the jigsaw pieces to complete the picture? Um, don't get me wrong. We have signed quality, another striker, another Mares replacement. I, I think we've got a Mares replacement in under, and it was, it was a surprise to me and, and I've had many a, a talk on here and also off here with um, our fellow presenter, Mark, who, who is unimpressed by, by Under. I was very impressed by him in the last game. And, and I think, you know, I don't know what, he, what he's got to do to start a game in the Premier League. I, th I think we're suffering from not having our first choice fullbacks, if, if I'm honest. Mm. 
because I think if we had our first choice fullbacks, I think he would go back to a back four and it would give us that extra player. Um, you know, maybe now indeed we've got a little bit more uh, uh, height with him. We've got a little bit more protection than, than Mendy, who, who's been, you know, done a great job, but is, is running out of steam. Maybe he can switch to it. But I don't think until he's got Ricardo and Castagna uh, and their athleticism and their um, ability to recover, uh, rec do recovery runs, that he'll stick with this three. And therefore, it makes it difficult then to play with two wingers because you do leave yeah. yourself exposed. So I think is uh I think I think when those fullbacks are back, I think we'll see a change in formation and hopefully, you know, if we've got through this tricky period with all the uh European games, all the European travel, with all the injuries we've had, and we're in a healthy position in the top six and we've we've uh, we've got through in Europe then I think if you take that little third of a season as it were, then it's it's a successful season yeah we'd, we'd love it to be better but at the end yeah. of it we've seen in the past teams who have gone into the Europa League and struggled um, and it's affected their league form the fact is we are fourth you know and, and, and comfortably in the top six um, yeah. all season so you know I think sometimes we, we take a little step back and, and it's about we've heightened expectations and I think that's the thing and you've touched on that, that before that Chris, is but... definitely, definitely the thing I think um Two, two, two points there. I think there's only really Wolves that have kicked that Europa League hoodoo and still having a good season when they're in it. You know, Burnley went from from tenth or sorry seventh or whatever they finished the previous year to to, to, to bottom half. I mean, I say Wolves, Wolves were the one. Um, yeah. I, my worry, we keep, and I, I'm saying this as, as much as you is, you know, it's that hindsight. You know, fourth. You know, if you're giving me fourth now. At the start of the season, would I have taken it? Yes, of course, I bloody would. But you know, it, we keep saying when we get the players back, when we get this back, when we get mm. if these players come back and we don't improve, that the 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 old proverbial brown stuff could well hit the fan. But it, it could, and uh, and I've said, you know, I'm not um, I'm not a 100% uh, fan of Brendan. I think uh, I think he overthinks. You know, he, he overcomes Complicates it. I, sometimes I wonder if the players go on the pitch having too much in their head because mm. you know he's blown their brains with how much he's asking them to do. You know he's got they've got so many pictures in their head. You know they're probably flicking through a, a playbook of some kind in, in their head and, and and their their reactions are, are gone. You know because he's yeah. giving them so much information. So at the end of it, football is a simple game. Get the ball, pass the ball, move. You know, it, yeah. we we do overcomplicate it, and Brendan seems to like doing that. Um, he but, does. You know, when we get everyone back, he's going to have to stand or fall, and uh, yeah. and we'll see. And you, hopefully, it'll stand. You said the big the big thing there, expectations, because we're having this conversation, and let's be honest with you. Five six years ago, we would have done. You know, if you said where we are now, we would have beaten your head off. You know, said like, oh yeah, we've we've got a twenty million player who's injured, another one who can't get in the team, and yeah, oh yeah, we're in the Europa League. We're four. You know, <laughs> our expectations probably have grown too too much, if anything, really. And it, and it's difficult. You know, I I understand that. You know, like you, we we've seen all the bad times, but you do. Yeah. I think it's 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 not so much a, a, a an expectation. It's is it it's an expectation of you know how well this team can play, you know. 
if, if this team was average all the time, you'd take average and you'd say, right, it's great where we are. The fact is that we have some really good players and on, on their day, this team can take apart any team. It's that level of consistency. And I think that probably that is the thing more than anything. It's the consistency individually and as a team that we... I know, I agree with you totally there, is the fact that we we know what this team can do um, when we, you know, it's all together uh, and, you know, we, 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 I keep going back to it, but we see things like Southampton happening, you know, so we know what's there, but, you know, you've also got four or five other teams that are saying the same thing, that when we've got our best team out, when, you know, when we won the league, as great as it was, a lot of those top teams didn't turn up to the party, you know, yeah. and as, you know, they throw it away almost as much as we won it. So as good as we know that our first team can be, we've also got to accept that other clubs <laughs> are in that same boat. But let's um, let's just take it. We're gonna we're gonna have a look at some comments again. There's some comments piling up. So just a, another quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll have a look at uh, what people. You are, are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Now available on Spotify. Right, so um, Andy Meadows here, Mathers is good at short corners. <laughs> well, we're all good at short corners. You know, the ball's there and I kick it a couple of yards to a player that's near me. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what you're getting out there, Andy. Maybe maybe, maybe explain it a little bit further, but um, it, it's I think he means corner. all his corners are short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, in that case, Andy, I 100% agree with you, <laughs> you know. Um and he's then gone on to add, I think certain players will be picked no matter how they play. I think that's been a case of the fact that we've had to because of the the the, the, the players that haven't been available to be picked, to be honest with you. Um, and then again, Nacho needs to go in January. I, I, just, I just worry that we're saying Nacho's got to go and Perez possibly, and we're going to have a special coming up. I know in a week or so's time, we've discussed looking at the head to the January transfer window, who may go, who may come. Um, yeah, if we, we could be careful that we actually have somebody that if Vard is injured, that we can, we can bring in. So, you know, you're letting these players go, but we've got to make sure we've got somebody coming in. Uh, so frustrating to see passing sideways and backwards when we are goals down. Sometimes Rodgers makes late subs a little sub, uh, stubborn at times. We, yeah, I think stubborn and Rodgers goes together. But I mentioned the other day, I can remember sort of Liverpool under the great you know players like Shankly and what have you. They would play 60, well, not 60, but they'd play 20, 22 passes just mm. keeping possession, waiting for that moment to become available. But we've been sort of, you know, almost indoctrinated because we, I do, I know I do, look at the title winning side and go, that's how we won the title. That's how we should be playing season upon season yeah. upon season. Players are changing. We're bringing in a different type of player. And, you, you know, yeah, the, the, the essence of a good team, and in fairness, Ferguson did this. He built a championship winning team and then slowly dismantled it and built another one and would play yeah. differently. I think uh, one of the, the stats that is good for us this season is goals in the last 15 minutes. And I think yeah. we are joint top of that one uh, now with the, the goal that we scored against Sheffield United, um, which shows that 
you know, in old in the olden days, let's say, even even going back to uh, you know four or five seasons before we won the league, maybe mm. we would have just lumped the ball forward, thrown everybody forward, hoped we won ahead and something dropped to us. Yeah. But we are still continuing to try and play football. We scored a last-minute uh, goal against Sheffield United. We scored a last-minute one against uh, Braga. And we scored that one against Braga because we kept playing football. You know, I was dying for us to put the ball in the box, but we didn't. We recycled it two or three times across the box. Albrighton puts the ball in at the end of it. It's frustrating. And I think sometimes we almost have to have to watch it with a, you know, sitting on our hands uh, or, or with our eyes shut or whatever and just almost trust the process, I guess, that we have got players who will, if given a little bit of room and, and an opportunity, will pick a pass, just yeah. as Madders did. And I think one thing that shouldn't go amiss is that that miscontrol that, uh, that John Fleck did against Sheffield United was almost directly as a result of Ian Acho running straight at him and trying to press in the last minute of that game. Him and Madders both double-teamed on him, pressed yeah, him, yeah. he made the week of the goal. So, yeah, I understand everybody's criticism of Nacho, but to me that showed that he was he was still trying up until the final whistle for that one. I think the problem is it's, it's moments like that. that you, you know, you look at Nacho and he's a striker and you look at his goals and whoever, whoever and if we get rid of Nacho and bring somebody else in... It's always going to be that compare them to Vardy, compare them to Vardy. Vardy is God to us. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, somebody said here, the Premiership is now built on pace, hence Vardy being a phenomenon. I mean, he is, but we have got to get past the fact that Vardy was Vardy and Beckham was Beckham and, you know, Keegan was Keegan. And sometimes, you know, any striker that, you know, if we bring in, you know, Lorenzki or whatever he's called from you know uh, Bayern Munich, he'll play in a different style to Vardy and people would probably criticise him. But I'm going to play devil's advocate on a comment you've made because I, I make it as well and I've said it many, many times and sometimes it takes the, the, the sensibility of youth to, um, to to make you sort of see sense. But And I always said like, Yes, we're, you know, we're 1-0 down or one or whatever and it's in the 85th minute and we're still passing left to right at the back. Um, mm -hmm. But I then, had to, I then made the point at the other show the other night that about the Liverpool, the Liverpool comparison. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you put the ball, as soon as, yeah, let's hit it up to the box, let's hit it up to the box. I'm shouting that out as much as other people. The goalkeeper grabs the ball. Yeah. He hugs it. it. You know, you know. In the last five minutes, even if he, even if he doesn't need to, even if it's hit at his chest, he's going to grab it. He's going to fall to the floor, and he's going to waste a couple of seconds. And they've got yeah. possession back. You know, so it's almost like 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 they can't win. But I must, yeah. I must really. In fact, Brad's just said here uh, the squad that's featured the majority of the season so far. I think any fan would take a top seven finish. The fact we're still four or five short from our strongest eleven, and we're in the top four still, is a testament to the squad in general. So he's, he's done war and peace here. But when they, sorry, Brad. But when they uh, return. We have to keep our heads with our, our expectations. Pretty much what I said earlier, you know, we're going to expect when everybody comes back that, hey, you know. But a couple of things I'm going to ask you now, um, now Craig. Yep. Um, 
I can remember when we lost the Liverpool game, and, I, and I've, I've mentioned, I have mentioned this before a couple of times. Somebody commented, "It's okay, lads. We've got an easy run coming up now." Well, it wasn't easy against Fulham. We scraped through, scraped through against as good as we played. We still just scraped through against Sheffield United. You know, you you, you look it up. You're looking there, and I'm about to bring that wrong one in because <laughs> my hand slipped. You know, we're, we're sat there in fourth. They are sixteenth. But it's it's not going to be easy, is it? It's not, and uh, you know I've I've seen Brighton a few times this season, and uh, for me the fact that they're in sixteenth shows the strength of the division this this year because they've played some really good football and uh, they've been in every game. I don't, I don't think I've seen them dismantled at all. He's he's got them playing some good football. I think if they they're probably two or three players short. You know, a really top-class striker because they make a lot of chances. They play yeah. some good football. He strengthened them up at the back. Um, Lamptey's a fantastic, uh, fantastic fullback. Or he's, he's playing more almost like a wing back now. So he's mm. he's getting him further up the pitch. The fact that they're languishing, shall we say, uh, in sixteenth um, shouldn't make any of us think that this is going to be an easy game. I mean, they should have they should have had a point last night. I mean, yeah. uh, again. VAR just uh, I'm surprised I've got any hair left uh, with yeah. with the what VAR did last night. I, I think it's absolutely shocking, and, and I ended up having uh, you know quite a discussion with with Scott about how you know how can fans mobilise themselves to just say no more? We, you know, yeah. that's another discussion VAR, but it, it, it is. Remember, remember how we complained before we had it. I think I think we we, we need VAR, but. For me, we just need we need it, but we don't need it in its its present form, you know. For that, but like you say, that's another discussion and one that we we'd still be yeah. here at midnight over. We're going to come up in a second, Craig, and um, you're going to put Brendan's shoes on again if you've not given him them back yet, and 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 have a look at who who might start. And I know we've it's always awkward at the moment because we have got the Braga game before then, but um, we're going to have a look at that. But I've, I've got to ask you about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Periscope, does he are. start? Do you well, know, I, I, can I just say, I was geek when I did that, I was so proud of my little self when I came up with that, <laughs> with that saying. Yeah. If, if you want to pop that up again, Chris, just uh, have another couple of seconds of uh, of pleasure. There we go. Let's all just take a moment and enjoy that. Can I just say, a couple of seconds of pleasure <laughs> has been the story of my life, really. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it, was, it wasn't the periscope that went up. But I know you were impressed yeah. with him. You were impressed with him the other day. Well, you, you, know, you know, I took a lot of stick earlier in the season uh, because, uh, you know, I was a big fan fan of uh, of Perez and yeah. I just thought we didn't get the best out of him I think he's one of our most intelligent players he mm. picks up some really really good positions um the fact that I think he played in I'm not sure if he played in both uh, Vardy and Madison for their attempts that hit the post um but his little link-up play just playing in behind Vardy I thought was was excellent Earlier in the season, I, I was a big fan of his again. Uh, and as I say, I know I was getting a lot of stick. He did uh, go off the boil a little bit. Whether that's frustration at the fact that, you know, he takes up great positions, he doesn't get the ball. Um, I think one of his 
strength. Uh, and and I won't take credit for this because somebody else mentioned this was the fact that one of his strengths and the reason that Brendan bought him, I think, was the fact that he had the highest rate of tackles in the opposition yep. uh, last third because yep. he's closing down. Now, yep. what we've done, we've we've gone into almost fallen back now that we defend so deep that that isn't part of his game anymore. So he looks a little bit lost. But when we when we play on the front foot, we spend more time in the opposing third. He comes into his own. He, he tackles. He, he closes down, and he, he picks up these great great positions. And I don't think you can honestly leave him out of the of the team uh, against Brighton based on on his performance at the weekend. Yeah, and I, I made the point of the day, and I think it might have been um, the Athletic that, that 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 did it, saying about the confusion in. Um, why you know Newcastle fans being confused as to why Perez wasn't good and and it quoted what Roger said at the time exactly what you said there Craig totally hundred percent with you is that you know it was for his pressing you know he was mm. almost the first line of defence um, yeah. because Rogers he said he likes to he likes to play a pressing game now whether you could argue that the players that we've had to play. Don't allow him to do that, but I, I don't, you know, apart from the odd game, I, I wouldn't say we've we, we've had many games where we have been a, a pressing team. But uh, no. but I, I I I like Perez, and I thought, you know, like you say, he's probably suffering because maybe Madders and Pratt, you know, uh, can fill into that role where where he would normally be. Uh, I was surprised that he didn't come on at all against um, Braga, not Braga against Zoya. Um, and don't start me on that because we'll start on the why did we only use four out of the five substitutes when, we, when we're losing. That was a particular annoyance of mine. But, you know, we did. We had, we had a substitute left. He can get goals. We saw that. And he, he was still sat on the bench. But, yeah, I thought, I, thought I, I would like to see him start, I must admit. Maybe, maybe even see him on corners. Who knows? Okay. You know, you never. Well, you know, there's nothing else he can do at the corner. So you know, with his height. So Perez needs to be consistent. He's not. Newcastle fans said the same. I would agree with that if we could have seen the fact of giving him a chance to be consistent. But when you've been in and out like he has been, and I still go back and I know we say it all the time when he was playing regularly, it wasn't in that position that he played uh, against Sheffield United on. Um, we know let let's let's see if he gets the run of games in that position if he can be you know uh, okay. if he can play in that yeah i i mean my argument there would be you know who has been consistent this year yeah i i i think uh well, james justin i think has been fantastic the number of positions that he's had to fill in i think he's been really really consistent you know he's he's still a young player so he's still learning uh, so he will make the odd mistake, but I think he's been fantastic. Uh, Vardy, when given chances, has been great. Apart from that, has Madison been consistent as, uh, you know, of, of any of them? The only one that I could say probably has been, and I think he's, he's a bit of an unsung hero, and I, when he gets criticised this season, I think it's been unjust, and that's Mendy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Mendy's been great. As I say, I think the last couple of weeks he's just running out of steam a little bit because he's yep. he's not played this many games, you know, since he's been with us. 
And then all of a yeah. sudden you're having to play game after game, two days rest. You know, I think it's just finding his way. And indeed, he coming back is probably perfect timing for us. I think Brad Brad very much made this point the other day. Um, none of these players would have expected to have been playing this much because we would in an ideal world. I mean, all right, we knew Pierre Pierre was was out because he was already injured, but we didn't expect to have this many injuries. So a lot of these players could be moved about, and we can you know swap and change for midweek and and you know Europa games, etc. And you know, even though next week we haven't got a Europa game, we've still got a midweek game, you know, with with, with Everton. Um there's a you know, there's a lot of games. And when these players started off so well when they were brought in, maybe it's just mm. getting to them a little bit. I think it is, and uh, you know, I'm surprised that uh, you know, whatever you think of the likes of Damari Gray, of the likes of Slimani, these are squad players who can do a job in a game, not just mm. necessarily on the pitch, but also giving other players a rest, even if it's for 20 minutes, you know, when a game's going a, a, a certain way. So I am surprised that they're not being utilised a little bit more. He talks about having a tight squad, but, you know, these players are, are in the squad. They're around, they're training with them all the time. So I am surprised. And uh, Brendan, and does uh, confuse me uh, on, on many an occasion. You know, if you play Albrighton uh, as a wing back, then surely his the only thing he can do pretty well going forward because he doesn't have the pace is to whip a ball in. But to who? You know, at least have Slimani on the bench. Um, as I say, Brendan knows a hell of a lot more than me, so I have to, you know, bow down I was to him. To but think uh, that but then. he made a big thing about Slimani having another chance. That chance was equating to about 15 minutes and yeah. not seeing hide the hair of him. No. And it, he also gives you a presence at corners. You know, we talk about this issue with corners. Yes. You know, yes. he's probably the best header of a ball we've got at the club. The rest of the team can't head a ball for love the money. So, I, I, I don't know, sometimes uh, I, I am, my flabber is well and truly gasted, Chris. Aren't, aren't they all? It's a sign of old age, mate. <laughs> sign of old age. But no, I, I I agree with you totally. And, you know, I mean, I know Damari Gray is, is a very dis divisive figure, um, you know, a bit of a Marmite figure, but he, he, at least he runs at the defenders. Yes, he might not have an end product. Schlupp, we all, you know, we know Schlupp's favourite place to aim for when he was shooting was Rose ZZ, you know, he, but yeah. he, if Gray has got that ball and he's go wants to go forward and as we might, you know, under the other night, he was the only one that was probably at times was at making those runs forward. And if Gray's going to do yeah. that, you don't know what's going to happen. He may get pulled down. He may get tripped. You know, we get the free kick or penalty inside the box, you know, integrating back in, especially as you say, when you look at some of those players, that sometimes look dead on the feet. Yeah, I mean, if you're in entering into the last 20 minutes of a game and then you bring pace on, the opposition have to take a step backwards. Yeah. Take a step backwards it means you make more space for the likes of Madison, for the likes of Tielemann. So it's all about, you know, not necessarily what the individual can do, it's what he forces the opposition to do as well. So as I say, you bring on pace, they have to step back and that allow yeah. our, our uh, more creative players more time on the ball. So even from that point of view, 
it's worth having that on the bench. When you look across at the bench and you know that it's just full of sort of the, the same sort of players that are like for like, you know, it's not, it's, it doesn't give the opposition anything to think about because you're just replacing like for like. I think he's got to be, yes. be a bit cuter. I mean, somebody here has said Slamani obviously doesn't want to be at the club. He's made that very clear. He has no pace and doesn't fit into our system. We do not have 40 crosses. No, we don't, whoever said that. But the fact of the matter at the end of the day is we are paying his wages, whether he wants to be here or not. And if he wants a move, because there's something... There is something with him when he's going to the... And he's played well at Monaco, but they didn't want to buy him. Uh, Trebonza, was it, that he went to? Or Fernabashi didn't want to buy him. There's, there's, you know, there's something there. But like you say, when we are getting corners, at least he's the corner, you know, he's the head of king, isn't he? You know, and whilst we've got him, let's make the most of him, you know. But I'm going to when, move when on because played... I want... Just a quick one. When, when he played yeah. a couple of seasons ago, when he was playing fairly regularly, you could see he was one of those players who demanded more from the players around him. If there was a bad pass or he didn't get the ball at the right time, he wasn't one of those who would just go quietly about it. He would let them know. Uh, and we need more uh, characters like that, like, like we spoke about earlier. And, you know, the point is as well, and Brendan sort of alluded to this, but I don't know whether he'll, he'll listen to his own words. If you're going to bring him on, then you've got to then change the way we play to suit him because you can't take yeah. a Madison off. You go, right, yeah, I mean, at the end of the game, we're throwing the bucket sink at the, you know, the kitchen sink at them. You know, you stick everybody who, who can play forward on. But, you know, in the real world, you know, you're going to bring him on. Let's at least adapt to give him a chance because at the moment he doesn't have a chance of playing. Um, well, because we're not playing to suit him. But we're going to ask people to start, start putting in their score predictions for this weekend because we're going to come to that in a second, um, uh, 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 Craig. Um, I haven't got the, the guys yet because I've been lazy these couple of days and had a few personal things to do. So I haven't got the guys' score predictions. But we're going to look, um, we're going to look at uh, – where are we here – your team, who you might pick if you were Brendan. But first of all, what this guy get in? Well, I'm with the uh, Leicester City defender, Christian Fuchs, ahead of the, the new season. Uh, you've signed a, a contract extension to, to, to keep you at Leicester. What was, the, what was the thinking behind that? I'm old, not obsolete. <laughs> Bless him. You got to love a little bit of of Arnie and uh, and, and Christian, haven't you? Yeah. So obviously, I mean, again, we might be tied down to who we've got available. Uh, I'm not saying that's your choice. That's just the the, the graphic there. Mm. What, what 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 are you going for this weekend? I know I say it's hard with having a game. I, 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 I do want to say, uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, I do love Christian Fuchs. Fuchs. You've got uh, to. You've got to. You can't not he, love him, can yeah. you? I, I, I love him. And and because I love him uh, and I've got his best welfare at heart, I'm giving him a rest this week. <laughs> so That sounds like Brendan Rodgers so, telling somebody they've not made the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I love you. I love, I love you, Christian, but I think you just need yeah. a rest. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's a little bit surprising this week uh, what I'm going to go for, but 
until we get those two fullbacks, I think that we're going to stick with the three. Um, uh, yeah. But I'm giving I'm giving Christian a rest. Uh, so obviously, Casper in goal. The back three, I'm going to have um, uh, little Wes Wesley Fafana on the right. Yeah. I'm going to have uh, Ev- I'm going to move Evans to the left, and I'm going to bring back Captain Morgan. Now, I know that may be a little controversial, but I just think in both boxes we need a little bit more aggression. Mm. We need a bit more physicality. And we need someone who will talk a little bit more and get us up the pitch quicker. You know, when we when we defend, we don't get out of the box. We don't clear the box quick enough, you know, which means we've still, even if the ball breaks, we've got 70 yards to go. So yeah. while we're playing a three, I'm going to put Wes back in there. Um, wing backs, uh, James Justin on the right, and I think we should be playing Luke Thomas in the the left hand side. Main reason for that over Fuchs is because of uh, Lamptey. Lamptey's got tremendous pace, uh, and I think we need that pace as well. And you know, Luke Thomas at some point, you know, we, we need to give him a run of games. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity for me to for him to get two or three games under his belt. Um, so even when we do go back to a back four and Timothy and uh, Ricardo are back, that he's got that experience he can fill in if needed. But uh, So James, Justin and uh, Thomas as wing-backs. Uh, in front of the back three, Wilf, I think, and Didi should come back in there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to play uh, a sort of bit of a mix of a three in front. So Madison, Perez and Tielemans. Three creative players who can sort of interchange uh, and Perez can support Vardy Hool up top. Now, You're not going for that Nacho. means Pratt. I'm not going for Nacho. Uh, means Pratt's not missing out. Under's missing out. Harvey Barnes is missing out. Yeah. But I just think, you know, while we're playing this three, then that's, that's the best option that we've got in terms of having a creative <coughs> uh, four. Um, I think I think that that the problem you've got is it's when you're picking players it's who you like you say you know am I really leaving Barnes yeah. out am I really leaving Pratt yeah. out uh, somebody says their folks are getting targeted for pace and lack of game time I, I think it's half right there I think yes his lack of pace that's why I don't think for me I would never play him as a wing back now because he is his legs no. are starting to give way but he's still got a role to play in that back three especially with you know the likes of Fafana who's that little bit bit younger lack of game time I think he's played every game going he's played more games you know this this in 10 weeks and he's played in yeah. in uh, two seasons up to now um yeah. but there, there we go I think great, great, I think, great I think, yeah, I think the team I've picked there is also with a mind that if we need to, um, in that last 20, 25 minutes, we can take one of those back three off and we've got under and we've got um, Barnes to come on yeah. to change the dynamic of that up front as well. Like you say, they've got the pace that mm-hmm. um, Perez and, you know, Tillemans, they haven't, you know, they're not those quick bursts, you know, sort of players, if you like. I know I'm not no. probably using the right words there, but yeah, you know, if their bat, bat line's tired, you know, we, 
you know, we, we seem to be playing that way, like, like you know, heavyweight boxers. We're letting the opposition wear themselves out on us. And then to bring on players like that in the last 20 minutes, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's got to, it's, it's got to, to scare them. Um, yeah. Brad said here, Brendan out in Craig, we trust. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> yes, you know, I just... Um, um, what was I going to say? If, if if go, just go get sacked and just retire on the money <laughs> if you get paid from that. You know, you you won't uh, be part of my backroom staff, guys. <laughs> God, you're desperate. You know, <laughs> but uh, right, okay. So let's um, let's just bring a couple of. I mean, I I was just looking there because I hadn't actually done my predictions. Like I say, and and, and uh, Walshy, Marshy, and. Uh, Steve Linux haven't haven't asked for theirs yet. I, I've actually plumped for a two-one. I, I can always see us conceding. Mm. I really can, but I don't think we are playing the sort of game that will bring us lots of goals. I know it's a tr- it's a yeah. tricky one. I, I, you know, I, I think two-one's a two-one's a great shout, and but I really don't want to go for it because you know you're gonna go for three-one again, aren't you? <laughs> well, no, I was going to go three-two because I, I just, I, I can just see us uh, conceding. Um, so I'm going to go for a cheeky three-two. Three-two, right? Um, oh God, I'm going to, I've not got much hair as it is, which is why I wear a hat. I'm going to have none left if it's a three-two, is it? Vardy in the ninety-second no. uh, minute taking the goalpost out again. Um, <laughs> Well, hopefully, hopefully they can have the ninety-second minute uh, consolation goal when we were already three-one up. Brad's gone for three-nil Brighton. Positive, Brad. Positive. That ever the optimist, Brad. <laughs> ever the optimist. Yes. Um, Andy Meadows agrees with me. Good man, Andy. Two-one City, but I think we'll have to come from behind. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can. Not argue with that. We seem to be doing that an awful lot um, on that. Uh, carry on with your score predictions, guys. Still want to get them in, but it's that time. And I really wish I'd got a jingle for this. And if it, if I didn't have to pay out money, because uh, what I quoted before was before that. Whenever I order, I think, oh, that's not too bad. And then I forget that that they, they had the VAT on, which always catches me out. I would have a jingle made for this. I want to see if I can get anything done. But it is Thanks. that time of the week when it is uh, Craig's classic match. And uh, as we said earlier, there's not actually an awful lot to choose from. I've only played each other with, I think it was 35 times over the years you know, in, any, in any competitions. But um, did you manage to delve the archives and, <laughs> and find a classic game against Brighton? Remembering that we're going to have to do the same thing later in the season. <laughs> Well, what I'm hoping is that everybody will have forgotten that I've chosen this game and that we play them really near the end of the season and uh, and I can bring it out again. Right. Uh, because down. you're right. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, okay. Maybe maybe we can look back on the game that we're going to have at the weekend and that's going to be a classic yeah. match. Let's hope. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, yeah, it's tough. What I'm going to do is go back to... Um, the 2002-2003 season, which was an exciting season for, for many, many reasons. Um, the season before, we'd been relegated, um, but it was also the last year at Philbert Street, so 
unfortunately we were moving into our brand new stadium the walker stadium um as a relegated team in the championship but um we started that season well. really really strongly. um had a couple of setbacks i remember there was a we, we lost 6-1 to ipswich uh during that season um we did yeah, really we, uh, but we had a strong. <laughs> It'll have a happy ending, Chris. Don't worry. Um, oh yes. So we had uh, we had a great start, and then you know the thundercloud started rolling in, and um, October time of that season, I think we went into administration. Um, so here we are in a in a brand new stadium. Then we go into administration. There's. Uh, um, uh, you know, a consortium put together to try and rescue the club. But throughout it all, we managed to continue winning. We managed to continue playing well. Um, apparently, you know, players were taking wage cuts, whatever else was happening, but it didn't let us affect us on the pitch. And it came to the day on, um, I think, uh, I'll just check my, my, my uh, date here, 19th of April, 2003, home to Brighton, 2-0 victory, Jordan Stewart, if uh, if you remember Jordan Stewart, um, I do, and unfortunately. Our good old friend, yeah, our good old friend Muzzy is it uh, gave us a two 0 win that clinched promotion at the first attempt back to the Premier League. Um, so that was that was a tough season for everyone connected with Leicester City Football Club, fans, players, everybody around. But we ended it in uh, the best way possible with a visit of Brighton. 2-0 victory and return to the Premier League and uh, everything that came with it. So that, yeah. that out, of a, out, of a, out of a not great bunch is my yeah. classic match. Well, I, I've not written it down so you can probably get away with it and <laughs> come back to it. Right. One more thing to say and then we've got, we've got a few uh, just to something to play out on, but uh, we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Now... We have a thing. If you go onto the website, www.lestertillidie.com forward slash foot in both camps, it's a full, as far as we know, comprehensive list of players, managers that have been at our team and then at other Premier League teams as they stand at the moment. Um, as a literally a, a foot in both camps. Somebody said to me the other week when I because I've done it to do a little video of a few, he said, like. But there was more than that. Yes, there is, but I haven't got time to put every single player up here. But those of us of a certain age will remember some of these players and the manager or two in there possibly as well. It's certainly the good and the bad. Here we go. Well, that was the good and the bad. Welcome back. Here's the two ugly. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to paint you in the same brush as me. I mean, I always surprised. Obviously, uh, 
Yeah, I was say I was going to say I'm surprised at some of those. Uh, obviously, Claridge yeah. played for. Um, I think he was the only player who played for all 92 clubs. But um, Frankie were though. Um, yeah, I'm surprised uh, at that. But obviously, one who's missing from that list in terms of management was Mickey Adams, who was yeah. Leicester manager um, on that uh, on that game that we just talked about and uh, took us back yeah. to promotion. And it was his first yeah. game back, I think, because uh, he'd come from Brighton um, to us. So, sometimes uh, as well, you remember players that we have, where they've come from and where they go to, mm-hmm. but then like Frank Worthington, mm-hmm being there like yeah when did that happen and you know and obviously peter taylor had to put him in just to make the rest of us look good graham cross now you do you remember graham cross well, i do remember graham cross i used to work yes. with his daughter he had twin daughters right. i used to work with one, uh, one of them yeah right and i've got to be honest with you actually if you go on and and, and i spent ages googling trying to get sort of find out who'd done what and other than sort of trolling through of fossils and foxes for ages there was a guy who helps out in the group a lot that actually used to work for the club and he was just reeling them off and i went really he went yes you know i mean larry may i mean there's there, there was larry another may. one for you you know and of course leo ujoa i love the guy and and he was another one i think that that, that, that we let go um yeah but yeah the guy said here muzzy a legend and we'll always remember the, the grimsby goal um oh yeah did you have to put peter taylor up seriously yes because it was it was the bad you know what i mean and we can only appreciate the good times if we remember the bad times and i was always one and you know people tend to sort of have a go at uh, ian holloway i think unfortunately with with, with 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 ian holloway that when he came i think if brian robson or terry venables had taken us over at that point they couldn't have done much with that team i think it was just on a downward spiral but peter taylor mm. took over a team that was doing well under o'neill really really well and just totally you know destroyed it you know but I'm just surprised. He, he basically, yes, he did, and and there's a lot of. Uh, I've never heard a good thing said about him. But um, you haven't seen Junior Lewis come up on any of these yet, and uh, I, don't, <laughs> I think the answer to that is because he's not good enough to have appeared in another top club. But wherever Peter Taylor went, Junior Lewis went, didn't he? You know, he did. What well, uh, Brad just oh there we go somebody else I worked with Graham Cross grandson Chris do you Andy do get say a hi and give it say say he was mentioned give it say we got a shout yeah, out this is, uh, this is becoming seven degrees of Graham Cross yes and in Holloway did come at a bad time Taylor did destroy it oh, again Akinbaye. I, I met the guy because he, he went on to Burnley and I lived in Burnley at the time and I went to see the Leicester Burnley games and my, my labs were actually the, the old days when you only had one mascot per team and and they they did the away mascot for Leicester against Burnley and and I actually and he was a really nice guy. I spoke to him and again I just think it was the wrong buy for us, no pun intended. Um he, 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 but he had passion, and at least he, you know, you, you can forget. You know, we all wish we had a body like him when he when he showed it off after he scored. Uh, his probably his one and only I, goal. 
I, I will I will never I will never be part of that camp that uh, that has a go at Um For me, you know, Peter Taylor takes all of the blame for that for buying a six-yard box striker and trying to turn him into a striker uh, that he wanted to play with his back to goal. Uh, absolutely yeah. um, ridiculous from from Peter yeah. Taylor. Um, yeah, you know. Anyway, again, I could talk for. Uh, too long about <laughs> Peter Taylor. I'm not sure Taylor or Var. I'm not sure which one would get me going more. But anyway, maybe, maybe we should have a special. Actually, we will do. Yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to make a note of this. We're going to have a manager special when we get all the guys <laughs> in. Oh, glad to be up for it. And we'll go through. We'll go through all the managers. Uh, well, not all of them. <laughs> we'll be here till doomsday. But the most recent managers and have, have a have a chat about them all. But we have got yeah. that special coming up. So hopefully you are starting to do a little bit of um, homework and um, uh, looking out for who we might go out and buy in the uh, yeah. in, in the January window. And who, of course, the other way, who we might let go. And I think, knowing you as I've got to know you, Craig, I think there could be a few surprises in there. There has to be surprises, Chris. We have to keep people on their toes. It wouldn't be you. It wouldn't be you if there wasn't. So I've gone 2-1. You've gone 3-2. Either way, let's hope it's three points. Craig, as always, it's been a pleasure we, I could I could talk for the rest of the night, but I am I've got I've got some sticky toffee pudding, sticky toffee pudding, <laughs> sticky toffee pudding, and custard waiting for me that my very nice neighbour brought round for me. So I'm afraid, as much as I like talking to you, I love sticky toffee pudding. You come a very a very bad uh, second to that, Craig. I can't blame you for that, Chris. <laughs> no, no, no. We all we all have our place in the pecking order. I'm afraid everybody's sticky toffee pudding. Craig, as always, like I say, I could talk to you for hours. It's been a pleasure, mate. Um, here's the three points. Thanks very much. And if we don't speak to you before, I will see you next Tuesday. Cheers, Chris, and cheers, everyone. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Craig. Uh, so, yeah, Craig will be back next Tuesday. And like I say, we have got that special coming up um, where we're going to be looking at the transfer window. Um, it's just a case now of sort of finding the time when we can fit uh, both of those in. So good for that. But our time is up. So um, I say thanks to Craig for tonight. Um, thank you all for coming along. Thank you for joining in. It wouldn't be the same without doing it for you um you make it a pleasure and uh it, it, you make it worthwhile i will be back you'll you'll well if you want to you'll have the pleasure of me twice tomorrow night it is wednesday tomorrow isn't it i'm losing it we're going to have the european show with myself and mark that's going to be at seven o'clock and we're going to be looking at our last group game uh, home to aek athens win it we win the group it's as simple as that. And win the group and we get a better leg going into the uh, into the next round. So um, let's hope we can do that. And then at 8.30 tomorrow night, and I think it will be going out live, we've got an early edition of the Opposition View because the guy I'm going to do it with, believe it or not, called Scott, can't do it on Friday. So 7 o'clock tomorrow, me and Mark for the European show. We're going to be looking at AEK Athens game. And then 8 o'clock, Scott from wearebrighton.com. And we're coming along and we'll be looking again, having an opposition view of uh, the game at the weekend and of us as well. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us on YouTube. 
Leicester Till I Die TV and click that subscribe button and the notification as well. And as always, of course, we are also available on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and as I say, our website, LeicesterTillIDie.com. And if you don't want to watch us, you sooner listen to us, all the favourite podcasts, including Apple, iTunes, Google and Spotify. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. Like I said before, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. See you tomorrow night, guys. Good night. You're watching Lester Till I Die TV with Chris, Craig, Scott, Brad and Mark. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Shut up and sit Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.